5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Welcome into the Patrick Johnson Show. Ben B. Baby Byron filling in for the P-Man. Big show in store today. Some big commitments coming Michael Schwartz's way for ECU men's basketball. The NFL draft tonight. ECU women's basketball loses their leading score to the transfer portal and a whole lot more. But first, if you don't have any plans tonight, something fun going on for the whole family. Down at the Town Commons is our lovely group of stations. The IBX are putting on our first concert on the Common of the Year with Jim Quick and the Coastline Band. Joining me live from the Commons is the award-winning host of the Morning Rush with Mark and Laura from 107.9 WNCT. How's it going, Mark? What's the scene looking like out there? What's going on there, man? The award-winning host. I love your introduction. <laughs> I'm sure uh, you listen, want an award at some point. If you have no plans, come on down. But honestly, if you have plans, cancel them so that you can come on down. We have an absolutely stunning afternoon. It is not too hot. It's got a nice little little breeze blowing, not a cloud in the sky here at the Town Common in Greenville. As all the tents are going up and uh, all the food trucks are getting ready and all the uh, beer sales are about to start flowing, we are getting ready for a big-time party, our first concert on the Common of the season and it's jim quick and coastline it's 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 beach music party music you're going to be getting up you're going to be booging you want to get here as soon as humanly possible because people get here early for jim quick and people get here early for every band ben i'm not being serious with that one uh you want to get a good spot on the lawn here so that you can uh you can groove all night to this fantastic show and it's a free show yeah it sounds like it's bumping down there already but now mark Maybe there's some people yeah. out there that are thinking and debating about going tonight. Uh, maybe they don't have a babysitter for the kids. Don't worry about that. Bring the whole family. Plenty of things for the kids to get into and for the whole family to get into. What are some things they have out there for the kiddos as we speak? Well, it's funny you mention that. I'm staring right at the Sawyer's Fun Park tent, which has uh, they're setting up some stuff right now. They've got some cornhole boards they're taking out there. And uh, obviously there's going to be some fun things for the kids right there. Uh, the Polly Pylon State Farm tent is right next to the Sawyer's Fun Park tent, and I see just rows and rows of Frisbees and footballs on top of that thing. Kids are going to come out here, and it's a great scene because you have the adults sitting in the chairs or dancing by their chairs, but then in front of that, you have this sort of lower bowl area in front of the amphitheater stage, and normally that fills up with kids, and they're playing Frisbee, and they're throwing footballs, and it's it's just a, it's a wonderful scene of everyone in the community getting together with live music as the backdrop to just an enjoyable night out. You can't beat it, man. It sounds like a great time. I'm going to make sure to stop by later tonight. But, Mark, yes, sir. I know if IBX yeah. and 107.9 are putting on an event, there's always a chance for the listeners to stop by the tent and register for some concert tickets. Where's the tent located if people want to stop by and say hi to the award-winning Mark Miller? <laughs> 
and what concerts can be registered to win tickets today or what concerts are being yeah. registered for? Just don't ask me what awards I've won. Uh, we do have concert tickets. Uh, Rick Springfield, Men at Work, and John Waite are coming to uh, Coastal Credit Union Music Park at Walnut Creek on August 7th. We have tickets there. Might have some uh, KISS tickets to give out. I know their show nope. in a couple of weeks. Uh, so that is another big one. We've got we've got tickets. We've got fun. It's right off to the side of the stage uh, where you're going to find R10. R10's first in line, as it uh, should be, of course. Now, Mark, let's get into it. You've probably been dreading this segment. Um, we've got into what's going down tonight at the Commons. Let's get into a segment you usually dread for. But finally, you have some Lord. positive things to talk about, I think. If the listeners aren't aware, Mark is a huge Philly sports fan. All things Philly, Mark is all about it. Let's just get right into it. Let's speak on the NFL draft here. I believe the Eagles, if I pull off the draft order real quick, they have two first-round draft picks, 15th overall pick, 18th overall pick. What's the best-case scenario in your mind for the Eagles to wow. make at 15 and 18? Uh, Which ones will make you punch a wall, and what is expected? Well, what do you expect yeah. from the Eagles? I uh... – I think it would just be okay. I, I assume all case scenarios when it comes to the Eagles drafting. Uh, the worst case is what I think of first because I'm a Philadelphia <laughs> worst, uh, first. Uh, that they would draft another quarterback. Not that I don't think that Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett from my alma mater would be uh, good players. Yeah, they just throw quarterbacks into the mix when they have a quarterback or just gave well, them a max. I think you got two starting caliber guys there. Um, I think. I would like to see him go defense. I actually think they could trade up. I think actually your Carolina Panthers might be a willing trade partner at six is what I'm hearing. And, I would love uh, it. The Eagles might have their eye on Thibodeau. I heard they had their eye on Sauce Gardner. I would not mind seeing them get either of those two guys. I'd like I'd like the defense. I think Jordan Davis falls to him at 15 if they uh, or or an easy trade up to get to Davis. So give me defense. And just, you know, don't do anything, like, ridiculously unexpected like a guy who's supposed to go on day three tonight. Yeah, absolutely. I I think the Seahawks, that's their go-to move every year. They get a guy that's like, I've never heard of this dude. He's projected (laughs) to go third to fifth round. What are they doing? But uh, speaking more on the draft, I'm all for the Eagles trading up my Panthers if you get Gardner Mm -hmm. Minshew involved in the mix. Love that guy. I think you got two starting caliber quarterbacks on that team right now, it would be insane to me if they got a quarterback. But knowing the Eagles and looking at recent history when it comes to drafts, they don't tend to nail the first round all too often. No, man, I'm worried. I'm just, I'm always worried. <laughs> but I'm not nearly as worried about them as I am about my Sixers tonight. That is, oh, uh, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Mode for me at this point. Now, let's get into Kenny Pickett here. I know you're a big Kenny Pickett <laughs> believer, you're a big Pitt fan. Uh, all signs indicate that the Panthers may be possibly picking him. At six, and I'm for it. I'm not against it. Uh, what about mm-hmm. Kenny Pickett? Do you like? Give us kind of a little bit of your own personal scouting report on Kenny Pickett okay. for the Panthers fans. And listen, no one's watched Kenny Pickett around these parts more than I have over the past four years. As I, I can vouch for that of the University of Pittsburgh. Now, for four years, he was a good quarterback. He was a steady quarterback. He was uh, not spectacular. And then he, out of nowhere, you start watching last year, and I was watching every game, and he put up some, some, some pretty big numbers in the beginning, and then he started putting them up against SEC teams and ACC teams and Clemsons of the world and those defenses. And it wasn't just the numbers he was putting up. It was where he was placing the ball. It was looking at his footwork. It was looking at his anticipation. I'm like, where did that come from? I was blown away by him last year. And honestly, 
that might be one thing that people are a little worried about, that he's only done it in one year. And I totally understand that. But I see this guy as having put in the work. And I, I remember I, I saw all these, like, off Twitter things that were going on in the offseason last year. You yep. see, he was nonstop putting in the work. And he is a great story of a guy who bet on himself, decided to stay one more year, stick it out, and, and won in a, in a tremendous fashion. So I, am, uh, I hope wherever he goes, he succeeds, unless he goes to the Giants or the Commanders <laughs> or the Cowboys. We're not going to take him. But still, those are the three I just I can't stand. I, they can't, he can't go there. Hey, maybe the Commanders. I could see it with the Commanders. Stop. Hey, maybe I'll manifest it here. But, uh, yeah, when it comes to Kenny Pickett, I think he's the safest bet when it comes to quarterbacks in the draft. And uh, I wouldn't yeah. mind our Panthers taking him. I, I'm, I'm not against it at all. Getting to your Sixers yeah. here. Oh, I, uh, maybe this is a segment you might be <laughs> dreading here, even though they're in the playoffs. Jump to a 3-0 lead in the series. Now you've lost two straights. 3-2 Sixers lead right now. Tip off tonight at 7. And I'll make a case for why your Sixers can win the series. Tyrese Maxey has really emerged as a major offensive weapon for y'all in Philly, especially in the postseason. He's averaging 21.6 points per game, shooting 50% from the field. But then you got kind of the elephant in the room when it comes to the Sixers right now in the playoffs, and that's James Harden. Hasn't had his best stuff. I believe he's averaging 18. What is going on with these Sixers? And you got to be worried, I would think. Well, there's so many where places you could start. Could you start with Doc, who is Doc Rivers has has a propensity of uh, blowing series leads. Yep. Harden looks cooked at a time when Embiid's <laughs> thumb is hurting. Maybe Harden says, "This is my time. This is why I was brought over. It's my time to take over at this point and, and be the guy on this team." But he does not look like he has the burst. He doesn't have like look like he has the, uh, the the finishing ability that he used to have. The step back threes aren't falling. Um, Maxi is a young player, and he looked great the first two and a half games. All he can give you, or like half of that third game, yep. uh, he has. And then maybe you credit that to youth, or maybe he kind of feeds off of the other guys. And it's just a body language thing. I looked, I watched that whole game that last game. I was like, my God, this is terrible. This is a closeout <laughs> game, and they look like this. And uh, and I am, I am scared, dude. I hope this concert goes until like uh, 10 p.m. tonight so I can miss, you miss the it. Game. There you I'm, go. I'm, I'm afraid to watch it, man. Although I'll probably bring it up on my phone or something. But still, and, and actually, FYI, I shouldn't say that. This this concert will go till 8 p.m. because it'll be dark. <laughs> so <laughs> I will get home to watch some of the game. But uh, I am terrified of what's going to happen there. That would be a horrible history to write as the first team to blow a 3-0 lead because I believe, and you can quote me on this, if they lose tonight, they're losing the whole thing. Oh, okay. All right. There's Mark Miller's pick right there, a big prediction. Hey, I think this Sixers team, and I've said it time and time again when I've talked to you all fair about the Sixers, this is, yeah. I think, with this group of guys they have right now, Harden and Bede paired together, you got Maxi really rolling in the playoffs. I think this is their best opportunity the last few years during their playoff runs to uh, win, a, win a, a championship, quite frankly. I think the ceiling is NBA championship when you couldn't necessarily say that for teams in the past, especially with Ben Simmons at the point guard position. Without a doubt, but they all need to show up, and they all need yeah. to show up with their roles. And the and last two games have not shown that. Yeah. And that's a uh, humongous question mark. Well, that's just Philly listen, sports. I'm, You're I'm, used to I'm it. I'm feeling blessed, man, that I get to be out here tonight and absolutely. not watch the Sixers. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> be sure to check out Mark Miller tonight anytime from 5 to 8 as we have the Jim Quick and the Coastline Band out there at Concert on the Commons. Mark, thank you for joining me, my friend.
Hey, man. Hey, get out here when you're done, man. It's going to be great. We got the uh, the beer about to be flowing very soon. Food trucks are out and ready. Everybody, all the great sponsors, their tents are up. We are getting ready for an incredible show, kicking off the concert on the common season. We want to see you down here at the Town Common in Greenville. Absolutely. I appreciate it, my friend. All right, that was Mark Miller from 107.9. The Morning Rush of Mark and Lori. You can check it out anytime from 7 to 10 on 107.9 every weekday in the morning. And uh, coming up, a lot in stores. We have a pirate report getting ready. A lot of recruits or commitments to ECU basketball earlier today. Got a marquee guy, a four-star recruit. Michael Schwartz putting in some work for the Pirates. More on those recruits. Big-time ECU women's basketball player this past year, the leading scorer, just announced she's entering the transfer portal. And a former ECU or, oh, well, yeah, former ECU walk-on at receiver, just been awarded a scholarship. More on that on the other side of this quick timeout here on the Patrick Johnson Show with a quick part report. You want your money back? Chase me. Online or on the go, log on to our brand new website, 943thegame.com, to listen to The Patrick Johnson Show weekdays at 5. It might be crap, but we love it. Or tell your smart speaker to stream 94.3 The Game to take us anywhere you are at any time. Welcome to U.S. Cellular. Yeah, hi. I want a new phone for free, but not just any phone. I want the newest, fastest, most storage-holding 5G unlimited data-using phone in here <clears throat> for free. Sure. Your choice. Really? Yep. At U.S. Cellular, we put you first. So choose any phone from any brand free. Plus, get unlimited data for just $30 a month. U.S. Cellular, America's locally grown wireless. Terms apply for uscellular.com for details. We all love using Uber Eats, DoorDash, and grocery pickup. It makes life so much easier. Well, now there's cellular delivery. And the team at Cellular Warehouse has perfected the process. They will deliver your new phone right to your door with all your information loaded on the new phone. And the best thing is there's no charge for this awesome service. That's right, no charge for their delivery, and you don't have to waste half a day sitting in the cellular store. Call Toby Williams today at 252-799-7051 and let his team of experts make your cellular delivery today. Cellular Warehouse, your local U.S. cellular authorized agent serving all of Eastern Carolina. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-540-8816-800-540-8816. That's 800-540-8816. I'm on site at the Gavigan Agency with commercial insurance specialist Nathan Brannon. Nathan, tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do at the Gavigan Agency. Great to talk with you, Hank. As you mentioned, I'm a commercial insurance agent for the Gavigan Agency and specialize in offering general liability, commercial property, business auto, 
and workers' compensation insurance to independent contractors, small business owners, and larger commercial customers throughout eastern North Carolina. Nathan, it sounds like the Gavigan Agency can provide just about any coverage a business owner may need. That's right, Hank. The Gavigan Agency is a fully independent insurance agency with access to some of the top insurance carriers in the region, and we offer a full host of insurance products to help protect our customers' personal and business insurance needs. As a graduate of East Carolina University, I am passionate about taking care of my fellow pirates. So give the Gavigan Agency a call today at 252-756-1400 and let them show you the benefits of doing business with someone who cares. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Welcome back into the Patrick Johnson Show. Ben B. Baby Bar, I'm filling in for the P-Man, and today is signing day for ECU basketball. Heading in today, there was five public commitments known uh, for Michael Schwartz. We have Quentin Debound J. Excuse me if I didn't get that right. I'm sure we'll come to know his name as the season goes on, but he's a transfer from Tennessee. Of course, that makes a lot of sense considering Michael Schwartz was a former assistant at Tennessee last year. Jaden Walker, another guy from Iowa State, a guard. Uh, we got a junior college product in Ben Biella, a French native, uh, transferring from South Plains College. And then they had two prep pledges that were publicly known in point guard Saxby Sutherland from Flint Hill in Virginia and forward uh, Elijah Jones from Mount Zion in Maryland. And guys that were on ECU's wish list were a couple other prep players and four-star recruit Ezra Azor from Liberty Heights, also spent time at IMG Academy. And Caleb LeCount, who's from L.A., that also makes sense. Michael Schwartz, of course, having his roots in uh, L.A. from the L.A. area, doing some recruiting out there. He comes from King Drew Prep Academy. And uh, King Drew, for a minute there, I thought was his nickname. Would have been an awesome nickname if that was the case. Either way, King Drew, a cool name for a high school. And let's just break it down, some of these recruits we grabbed. Let's start with the guard, Jaden Walker, from Iowa State. Uh, Jaden Walker, a six foot five transfer from Iowa State. Uh, didn't have the strongest 2021-2022 season with the Cyclones. He averaged 3.2 points, three rebounds, a steal, and 1.4 assists per game uh started nine games as a freshman for them in 2020 through 2021 and played in 22 contests overall during his time with the cyclones uh the big uh the big key with him or the big kind of uh scattering report on him when you look at Jaden walker on film is he's known to be a strong defender which is exactly the brand of basketball michael schwartz wants to build with ecu basketball and uh, we definitely didn't see a whole lot of that especially around the perimeter Come this time last year, and even during Dooley's tenure with a lot of our key guys. And he's also known to be a solid ball handler. So uh, I think that's a great start to kick off the day. Then we got forward Elijah Jones from Mount Zion Prep. Uh, big recruit for him. One of the, was one of the first players Schwartz was trying to get and one of the first players that committed the ECU way back maybe about a month ago. Uh, he's described as an athletic and bouncy forward with the ability to compete on the glass, score in the paint. It can even shoot it from outside if you need him to, which is something we've desperately needed from our forwards in years past when it comes to ECU in terms of just being balanced on defense and offense. Um, that was a big recruit for Jake Morton, uh, the assistant we just signed on a couple weeks ago from Jacksonville State. Um, so, yeah, also looking forward to him. He had offers from UMass, Old Dominion, St. Bonaventure, so no scrub whatsoever. 
And then we got Quint DeBounjay, I believe, Tennessee transfer. Obviously has some familiarity with uh, Michael Schwartz. Uh, another French native here was a four-star recruit coming in for Tennessee. Uh, came from Montverde Academy. They kind of rival IMG when it comes to those prep academies. And uh, listed as six foot five, two two seventeen uh, guard. I'm kind of seeing that start to see a trend here when it comes to Michael Schwartz recruits, especially when it comes to guard. He wants lengthy guys that can play defense. Uh, obviously, Quentin fits the build when it comes to that. Very athletic, has great quickness, and he's capable of scoring on all three levels. Has three years of eligibility left as uh, he's coming from Tennessee here. Excited to get him on board. Then we're looking at some of our prep uh, commitments that were kind of early. Saxby Sunderland, the guard, uh, he's listed as 6'3". Uh, a little bit more as a... A little bit more of a point guard, projected to be a point guard. Uh, he's he's listed as having smooth ball handling. Excuse me, smooth ball handling ability, and uh, he can sp- score on multiple levels. Uh, a Virginia native had offers from FIU, Akron, George Mason, VCU, among many others. So this was a guy that a lot of people were looking at. Uh, netted netted multiple thirty point games in high school. This is a guy that's capable of being a pure scorer with smooth ball handling ability. Maybe down the line can fill the void that maybe Tristan Newton left behind. But it's good to see getting athletic guys that can score from the perimeter, something ECU has desperately needed in past years, and guys that can play defense. Another French native in Ben Bayela from South Plains College, a JUCO transfer. Uh, He's listed, let's see, listed, don't have it here right now. Okay, 6'6", shooting guard. Fits into the mold of a lengthy guards that uh, Michael Schwartz has been trying to get after. Uh, fits the brand of defense that Michael Schwartz wants to bring in. Uh, was rehabbing a torn ACL this past season. Missed a lot of time. But uh, he's known as a good three-point shooter. Uh, his percentage just dipped a little bit as a freshman compared to his uh, sophomore season. And hopefully he can replicate his freshman numbers. Uh, he shot 38% from the three-point line in his freshman year, so he could be one of those top-notch scorers uh, coming in at ECU from beyond the arc, and uh, absolutely excited to get him. He was getting offers from Oklahoma State, St. John's, and Texas A&M, a guy that was highly sought after. And then if you were to pick a marquee guy when it comes to the commitments earlier today for ECU basketball, it would definitely be this guy in the forward from Liberty Heights, spent some time at IMG Academy, Ezra Azor. Uh, a four-star recruit, uh, one of these guys that was on our wish list coming into today. And then he officially made it official just hours ago. Listed as a six-foot-eight guy, 230 pounds, has a lot of athleticism and explosiveness. A uh, a forward, so definitely great to see there that he's got the size, he's got the athleticism. Um, definitely love to see that, and he's a top-notch rebounder. Also, another guy that could play great defense. Uh, was receiving offers from Texas A&M and Wichita State. So we're getting high-level recruits here. Uh, definitely a little bit different than what we're used to. Not to say Dooley wasn't a great recruiter. I actually think the exact opposite. Dooley was a really good recruiter, in my opinion. But we're definitely starting to see a theme here of Michael Shorts where he can get better caliber guys coming in to come to ECU and maybe replace, replace some production that left ECU in this past season do the uh, transfer portal, guys that come to mind, Brandon Suggs, Tristan Newton, among many others. And then the final one, the seventh uh, signing of the, di- of the day, Caleb LeCount, 
out of King Drew in Los Angeles. This is another guy that people are very high on. Uh, doesn't necessarily fit the mold that Michael Schwartz wants to do here. Kind of a smaller guy at guard, five foot eight, and was overlooked a lot due to his size. But he could score on many levels. Uh, he's a guy that's willing to play defense, not the best defender, but at least he's willing to do it and improve on it. He got offers from Kent State. That wasn't the most highly sought-after recruit just due to his size, but I'm definitely excited for him. Uh, was listed as the player of the year coming out of high school in L.A., so definitely a highly touted guy in, in high school. Uh, just the only thing, the big knock on him was his size. And overall, a very solid, great recruiting day when it comes to Michael Schwartz, getting guys that can roll right off the jump, hit the ground running, and can fit his brand of basketball. Excited to see what's in store for ECU men's basketball moving forward. And then we have some big news coming from ECU women's basketball. Tania Thompson, the leading scorer for ECU basketball this past year. Let me pull up her stats here. Uh, was averaging about 18. So a high-level score for ECU. I uh, believe she has two years of eligibility remaining. Not too sure who's uh, looking at her right from the jump as she only announced that she was entering the portal just a couple hours ago. But definitely a big loss there for Kim McNeil and ECU women's basketball. Be hard to replace a high-level score in Tania Thompson. This past year, she was labeled as the AAC's most improved player the first, uh, the first ever do it for ECU women's basketball. The first to ever be named to uh, the Americans' most improved player, and uh, she was the second Pirate to earn first team All AAC honors ever in their program history. Be tough to replace her uh, production there for women's basketball, and uh, we wish her best move. Wish her the best moving forward, and then wrapping it up with ECU football. Uh, kind of a great story coming in today. Uh, Mike Houston announced uh, uh, ECU walk-on wide receiver Kerry King has been awarded a scholarship. Here's what he had to say about Kerry King earlier today. He thought he had a really had, had a really strong spring, really solid spring, and he likes his determination and work ethic. We need guys like him. We're a little sh- we're a little thin when it comes to wide receiver, just with the whole C.J. Johnson situation. You lose Audie Amatosho, lose Tyler Snead, who declared for the draft earlier this year. Hopefully, he gets drafted maybe later on in the later days when it comes to the draft this weekend. If not, I could see him in the XFL or the USFL doing just fine or maybe latching on to a practice squad somewhere. But, uh, yeah, Kerry King, the story of the day, has been put on scholarship for next year. Mainly right now the highlight of Kerry King's career so far with ECU is the fact that in the spring game, I believe two years ago, he was kind of the MVP of the spring game for what that's worth, had two touchdowns in that game, and it was really the guy that stood out. Mike Houston had great things to say about him, and obviously that's coming to fruition in the spring as he's picking up that production and looking to get some great snaps, a good level of snaps coming into this next season as we're really thin at wide receiver, and maybe we could see a lot coming from him. All right, that's going to do it for today's Pirate Report. Coming up, obviously the draft tonight. What are the Panthers going to do? What are the Washington Commanders going to do? Already some reports coming out of some guys they believe are set in stone for the Panthers at six. And then there's also some conflicting reports for some pretty credible sources. More on that the other side of this quick timeout here on the Patrick Johnson Show.
hearing this broadcast would communicate with us. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on your flagship home of the ECU Pirates. We are very anxious to know how far the broadcast is reaching. 94.3 The Game. And 94.3thegame.com. Need $1,000 to $10,000 immediately for a gift for someone special, car repairs, or unexpected expenses? Time Financing Service offers competitive loan rates. Apply online and get your answer in less than an hour in most cases. Then you can pick up the cash at any of our 24 convenient locations. Apply online 24-7 at timefinancing.com. That's timefinancing.com. Time Financing Service. All loans subject to current credit policy of Time Financing Service. One-hour loan approval and same-day cash in most circumstances. Exceptions may apply. Texas Roadhouse in Greenville is happy to support the community. At Texas Roadhouse, they not only want to be your favorite restaurant, they also want you to know they love this community and love supporting it. From providing food for charity golf tournaments to their school support programs, Texas Roadhouse is there when the Greenville community needs them. Also, it doesn't hurt that their food is awesome. Steaks, ribs, chicken, you name it, it's legendary. Texas Roadhouse, Southwest Greenville Boulevard, Greenville. HealthWise Pharmacy rounds the bases with all of your infusion, retail, compounding, and medical equipment needs. Locally owned and operated by pharmacist Marcy Parker, HealthWise has grown to be your most trusted provider for infusion services. Currently providing in-home or on-site infusions in North Carolina, South Carolina, and Virginia. Visit HealthWise Pharmacy at 615B South Memorial Drive or call 252-295-0059 to speak to a patient service representative to find the option that best suits your needs. Country Mart stores of Pitt County are locally owned and part of your community. At Country Mart, they offer that great Shell gasoline with Shell rewards that save you money at the pump. And these days, that's really important. And don't forget Smitty's Restaurant at the Highway 11 store with great lunch specials daily and Pat's desserts that will be the best you've ever had. The Stokes location also offers hot food. Country Mart with two locations, Highway 11 between Greenville and Bethel and Highway 903 in Stokes. April is National Safe Digging Month. 811 is the first step to getting your buried underground utilities like gas, electric, or internet lines located. Having these lines marked before digging helps keep you, your family, and your neighborhood safe. Play it safe when you plan on digging and call or click 811 three working days before you dig. Learn more at nc811.org. Sponsored by North Carolina 811 and the North Carolina Association of Broadcasters in cooperation with the station. Greenville's top sports show is back. Well, isn't that special? The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Dinner, still got the body of a swimmer, and I don't like winning no more. You can catch me with a grass is greener. Welcome back to the Patrick Johnson Show. Ben B. Baby Barn filling in for the P-Man, who might be back tomorrow. If not, he'll definitely be back next week. Definitely looking forward to that. In the meantime, NFL draft tonight, I believe it starts at 8. And uh, some breaking news when it comes to the Panthers at 6. We thought it was pretty much set in stone leading up to the draft this week that they're looking at Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis and getting a quarterback at that pick. Scott Fitter even mentioned to Sam Darnold or brought up to Sam Darnold, expect another quarterback to be brought into that quarterback room coming into the offseason. But uh, Tony Pauline from Pro Football Network reports that the Panthers have set their sights on Akeem Aquanu from NC State or Charles Cross from Mississippi State. Both tackles. Uh, I absolutely love it. 
I know my guy Casey Ranieri, who we had on yesterday, who works for ECU Athletics Department and Ops, doesn't believe Aquanu is a uh, true, pure left tackle. But uh, he's got the athleticism. He's got the blocking ability where he can mold him and coach him and teach him up. And he could do serviceable and just fine at either tackle position. I think Taylor Moten, if you have to move him to the left side of the line, would do just fine there or maybe even Brady Christensen. But, uh, yeah, ideally I'm leaning more towards Charles Cross just because I think he's the more pure, best, solid pass blocker in the draft, and that's something – the Panthers have desperately been lacking at the left tackle position since 2013 when Jordan Gross left, and we've failed to uh, replace his uh, level of production since. It's been, let's do the math here, it's almost been nine years since we've had a true bona fide left tackle on that line, and it's shown Cam Newton getting killed, and whatever committee of quarterbacks since then have been getting killed, including Sam Darnold. But when you look at this offensive line, and the moves that the Panthers have made in the offseason, adding Bradley Bozeman at the center position, a guy that's capable of being an all-pro at that position, played with the Ravens, definitely glad to have him. Then you get Austin Corbett, uh, played for the Super Bowl-winning Rams last year, was highly rated when it came to pro football focus, and is great, a great blocker at the guard position. You move Christensen at right guard or left guard, he's solid at each. Everyone has criticized him with his short arms. And uh, how he played at left tackle, I thought he was solid at left tackle last year. Definitely wasn't a liability. Um, if you do go, if you do lean more towards Icky, and you start him out at guard, uh, day one or week one in this next NFL season for the Panthers, I think he'll slowly get better, and you can move it over to tackle and make Christensen go back to guard. And then Taylor Moat, you already know what you're getting there. Great right tackle, one of the better right tackles in the league. I'll say he's top five for sure. And uh, in just one offseason, this offensive line for the Panthers has completely been rebuilt. Just the icing on the cake and the thing you definitely meet, definitely need the most important position when it comes to the offensive line is left tackle. And getting a guy like Charles Cross at six, if he drops to you, is definitely a no-brainer. I also favor Evan Neal, but no reports that Evan Neal will be dropping to us. Uh, teams like the Jaguars and a couple of others have been looking at him and setting their sights on him instead of guys like Aiden Hutchinson or Kayvon Thibodeau or Thibodeau, excuse me. But we have another conflicting report that goes against Tony Pauline's from uh, Pro Football Network's report here about the Panthers having their sights set on uh, Charles Cross and Icky at six. Uh, let's get right into it. Albert Breer from Sports Illustrated, is reporting that the Panthers are looking to trade down and that they might have a potential trade suitor and a trade partner to trade down. And the likely move is a guy that we have been hearing in headlines early in the week and the tackle out of Northern Iowa and Trevor Penning seems like the likely move if they trade down. Uh, The idea of what they want to get in a trade, if they trade down, is obviously they want a first-round pick in the later rounds, and then they obviously want to get a second, uh, considering you have no second. You're missing out on a few thirds this year because of the Sam Darnold trade about this time a year ago. So they want to replace all the draft capital they lost in that trade, and he's reporting that if they do get a second-round pick, they're looking at grabbing UNC quarterback Sam Howell, which I'm all for. I think Sam Howell... 
Uh, he's a guy at UNC that got a lot of flack this past year, but uh, people fail to realize that that offensive line at UNC had a lot of injuries, was very banged up. Uh, Sam Howe was basically running for his life. When you look at the film this past year, I think it was good for Sam Howell in terms that he got a better chance to showcase his mobility just just because of the situation he was in with that offensive line at UNC. Now, obviously, we know what he is with the when it comes to his passing ability. Accurate passer has shown that he has an arm at times. Uh, don't project him to be a week one starter if he does go to Carolina, but definitely a guy you can sit on the bench and maybe later in the year or midpoint of the year will be ready to go and ready to roll. Sam Howell, probably the best UNC quarterback, dare I say, all time. Uh, I don't think Mitch is the best of all time. Maybe a guy uh, later on before my time is the greatest for UNC. But Sam Howell, in terms of talent and ability and athleticism, definitely up there, and I would not be against that whatsoever. I think my nightmare scenario when it comes to the Panthers in in this draft this year is getting a guy like Malik Willis, and I've been adamant about this all week, Um, I don't think the Panthers are in a position right now to get a guy in Malik Willis who's not ready to start week one. He's a guy that's a little bit more of a project, and uh, the only reason why he's ranked this high in his draft class and uh, such a sought-after talent in this draft class in the first round is the fact that it's a weak quarterback uh, class. I mean, there's no other way around it. Weak quarterback class, you're looking at maybe five quarterbacks collectively going uh, in the first and second round, and then after that, a huge drop-off. We're talking about guys like Carson Strong, who's a huge project uh, for any team that drafts him, may not ever get a start in the NFL if he does. Don't expect him to be unbelievable or anything like that. And then another guy who led the NCAA in passing yards this past season from Western Kentucky and Bailey Zappé, a guy projected to go anywhere from the third to the seventh round. I mean, it depends on how team feels about him. How high is Bailey Zappé on your draft board? Uh, ideally, I could see him going maybe fourth round. But uh, that's another guy not ready to roll week one and a guy that's going to have to sit on the bench for a while. But, uh, yeah, nightmare trade scenario or my nightmare draft scenario for the Panthers I'm thinking Malik Willis. You don't can't afford to have a guy that's primarily mobile. He thinks run first, just like a lot of these guys we're seeing now. They're starting to break down and get figured out in the league, like a Lamar Jackson, like a Kyler Murray, like a Jalen Hurts. I don't think the Panthers can afford to get that guy. And then if you're Matt Rule, you can't afford to get a guy like Malik Willis just because Matt Rule is looking to save his job with this draft this year. He needs to knock it out of the park. And uh, this is probably the toughest draft for him to knock it out of the park just because the Panthers have a limited amount of picks because they gave out a lot of draft capital for this draft in that trade for Sam Darnold. So every pick, he's got to nail it. And I don't think Malik Willis is necessarily the likely scenario for him to make or the necessarily the likely pick for him to make just because of that. I mean... Surest thing for him at quarterback is definitely going to be Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett is a guy that can stand in the pocket behind a a solid offensive line, can make accurate throws, make throws, make some deep throws, and maybe spearhead a competent passing attack. He's the most sure thing, but in any other draft, just like I've said with these other quarterbacks, 
not a great class, kind of a weak quarterback class. Any other draft, Kenny Pickett, you're looking at a second-round pick for him if it was a strong quarterback class. I'm definitely thinking next year, if Kenny Pickett was in the class next year, I could see him definitely being in the second round for sure with guys like uh, Spencer Rattler. The jury's out on him if he's going to bounce back and be a high-level touted uh, prospect for the NFL. Obviously, Bryce Young out of Alabama, not necessarily going to be the uh, prospect or the high-level talent or highly touted talent like Trevor Lawrence, but I can definitely see Bryce Young next year going number one for whatever team has the number one overall pick. He's that level of talent. And, uh, yeah, so Kenny Pickett's going to have, if if it was a later draft or if it was next year, don't see him being a first-round pick, but he's the surest thing in this draft. And uh, make with that what you will. But uh, if you're Matt Rule and if you're going to quarterback, Kenny Pickett is the way to go. He's a guy I also don't think starts week one, but he could start relatively early in the season, maybe week three or week four, as Sam Darnold really starts to struggle out of the gate, which I can see happening. Let's face it, Sam Darnold experiment hasn't worked out so far for the Panthers. Um, Maybe the jury's out just because we've improved on the offensive line so much, and uh, it doesn't take a football genius to look at the Panthers last year and come to the determination that, yeah, these Panthers – had one of the worst offensive lines in the league, and we're just shuffling different guys at different positions. It was a complete mess. There's no other way around it. Another nightmare scenario for me is getting a corner. Um, Casey Ranieri was kind of throwing that around yesterday. I don't see how that makes any sense whatsoever for us to get a corner. Uh, you've wasted your six, I think, I believe it was six overall pick uh, last year on J.C. Horn. And he played really well out of the gate, a week one starter. Looked locked down. Looked like he was projected to be the rookie of the year before he got hurt and broke his foot. Um, Expected to be back this year, and obviously they're high on him. They project him to be the number one corner for the Panthers. You brought back Dante Jackson, who's a solid number two on the opposite side. Um, Also reports indicate when it comes to Scott Fitterer that he's looking at C.J. Henderson, who they traded for from the Jags last year. Uh, as pretty much their third-round pick this year. They're treating it as if C.J. Henderson would be a third-round pick this year and don't expect to replace a third-round pick in any kind of trade this year because they're looking at him as pretty much their guy. And uh, C.J. Henderson, a little bit more of a project, but obviously very athletic, a guy that over time I think will fill in very well for the Panthers and kind of settle in. But, yeah, I think corner – and that defense, obviously some, some moves that need to be made, some picks that need to be made on the defense to just, kind of just fill it out, icing on the cake. Um, right now what comes to mind, you need to get a middle linebacker. It'll be nice to get another edge, rush, edge rusher on the other side of Brian Burns because I don't think Yitor Grosmanos is necessarily a guy you can count on to be there week in and week out. And when he has been playing week in and week, week out despite any kind of injuries, he's been very inconsistent. So... It would nice to see that it'll be nice to see them to get an edge rusher that can play alongside Brian Burns and play in the with the Panthers for years to come. And then when it comes to other needs on the defense for the Panthers, I'm looking at safety, maybe in the later rounds. Maybe you get somebody in free agency. I'm not quite sure who's there. Um, and then when you look at the offense, the only thing on offense I'm expecting the Panthers to look at or that I think are must 
haves coming into this draft that you need to fill out. As a quarterback, even if it's a backup, you need to get a quarterback, even if it's in the later rounds, even if it's a guy like a Bailey Zappe or a Garson, or Carson Strong. Uh, and then maybe just uh, some depth for the offensive line. Obviously, you want to get a left, t- left tackle. I'm anticipating they get that in the first round at six if they don't trade back. Even if they do trade back, I'm thinking they're getting Trevor Penning. Tackle is the clear-cut move to go when it comes to this first round. All right, that's going to do it when it comes to the Panthers draft. What I expect would be a nightmare scenario. What are the latest reports? Coming up, here to wrap it up on the Patrick Johnson Show, we're going to look at the Commanders draft. A lot of likely scenarios for the Commanders. A lot of competition around them when it comes to what's going around the NFC East. Eagles have two picks. Um, A lot of other teams looking to trade up in the NFC East and the Giants and the Cowboys and get a first-round pick or get an extra one and maybe make a move. More on that on the other side of this quick timeout here on the Patrick Johnson Show. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. On your flagship home of Pirate Football. 94.3 The Game. Bill Clark Homes is proud to support East Carolina Athletics. The Clark family continues to make significant contributions to help ECU succeed on the field. And Bill Clark Homes is building quality homes in Pitt County with prices ranging from the 200s on up to 500,000. They're excited to announce the opening of their 4,000 square foot design center this spring. The new Bill Clark Homes Design Center is located on the corner of Red Banks Road and Greenville Boulevard. Bill Clark Homes, building family traditions. Don't go through another summer with that awful joint pain. Call QC Kinetics now. Hey gang, it's Patrick Johnson. That pain in your back, your knees, your shoulder, it can now be treated with the latest precision medicine using natural biologics. Growth factors that can restore and repair damaged tissue. Really exciting stuff here. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, giving you access right here to this modern-day joint pain solution. You can get lasting joint pain relief with no drugs, no steroids, no downtime, and no surgery. You've heard Emmett Smith raving about QC Kinetics. You've rather seen other high-profile people talking about it. Regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics can help you get your life back. Take action now. Get a free consultation. Powerful, effective joint pain treatments with natural biologics are here. Call QC Kinetics now. 252-765-PAIN. 252-765-PAIN. 765-PAIN. You heard the saying, there are two things every American does, die and pay taxes. Well, there's a third. Watch television. Listen, we all watch TV, but it doesn't need to be cable. With a new dish about the size of a pizza dish installed on your home, you have TV of the future. Did you know with this new home service, you can watch TV at home on any computer or tablet that has the internet, even on your phone. Watch TV any Anywhere in the country, all with this new Dish TV service. You can go on vacation and take your TV service with you, even let your kids watch it at college. All for one low price, locked in for two years, and guaranteed to be cheaper than your cable bill. Call right now. 800-476-6087. 
That's 800-476-6087. What is dedication? My daughter started making necklaces. She makes what we call affirmation fashion. I tell her every day that your black is beautiful. And if there's anything better than being beautiful, it's being smart. And if there's anything better than being smart, it's being kind. And reaffirming that every day is our method of making sure her chin never drops. That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. More than one million North Carolina adults never completed college. At UNC Greensboro, we believe excellence in education changes lives. That's why we provide paths to prosperity for more first-generation and lower-income students than any other public university in the state. We build the nurses and healthcare professionals, teachers and social workers, business owners and artists that make North Carolina better for all. Find your prosperity here. Visit prosperity.uncg.edu. Sponsored by UNC Greensboro and the North Carolina Association of Broadcasters in cooperation with the station. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. Every day I wake up knowing it could be my last. I ain't here for a long time. I'm here for a good time. So bring on the sun. Welcome back into the Patch Johnson Show. Vin B-Baby Barm filling in for the P-Man. Our concert on the Comet, put on by IBX 1079 WNCT. Be sure to go check that out. It's going on. It's currently underway. Jim Quick and the Coastline Band currently hit the stage. That goes until 8 o'clock tonight. Plenty in store for the whole family, so make sure to go out and check that out if you have nothing else planned. Now let's get right back to the draft here. The Washington Commanders are kind of in an interesting, interesting spot this year. They got the 11th overall pick, and uh, I would look at it on the outside looking in, not the biggest Commanders fan or anything, but I know we have a lot of Commanders followers out there, more so Redskins followers, but there's still some Washington diehards. Uh, biggest needs for them is definitely wide receiver, and I would say a safety considering the fact that they let Landon Collins go, who was just horrible with the Commanders during his tenure. Another notorious free agent bust for the Commanders. That it never seems to fail. Every couple years we get one. But uh, looking at the guys who are kind of projected in multiple mock drafts to go there, uh, let's get right into it. Wide receiver out of USC, Drake London. Uh, a lot of people believe he's the best wide receiver in the draft. Uh, the report on him is that he's a big, long kind of possession receiver. Doesn't necessarily get a lot of re- separation, but he can play on the outside and from the slot. Uh, he kind of lacks a lot of speed, which I don't think would be really compelling, appealing to the commanders. Uh, I don't think they need a guy that uh, is big, and uh, you want Carson Wentz throwing 50-50 balls too. That's the last thing you can afford to do if a quarterback like Carson Wentz. We know how he is when he does throw 50-50 balls. We've had terrible seasons with the Eagles, not a great season this past year with the Colts where Carson Wentz tried to get a little bit too risky and aggressive and threw a lot of picks or a lot of turnovers. Um, I don't think uh, this Drake London guy is necessarily who you want if you are a Washington Commanders fan. Uh, His NFL comparison 
uh, according to NFL.com right now, is Ed McCaffrey. Uh, not bad, not bad. But uh, they kind of agree with me here. Uh, not necessarily a guy that Washington will, Washington will want just because he uh, he's going to get a lot of 50-50 balls. And obviously you don't want Carson Wentz throwing a lot of 50-50 balls. Um, and his size and skill uh, seems to kind of give him an advantage when it comes to that type of scenario uh, when he's getting that 50-50 ball his way. But uh, lacks a lot of speed. Has great hands, though. Has great size. Um, if I'm a Washington Commanders fan, I wouldn't be necessarily all the way against the pick, but I think there's better receivers in the draft, in my personal opinion, that fit the Washington Commanders Commanders a whole lot better. And let's get into these other guys, these two other guys that I think will be better picks for the Washington Commanders there. Garrett Wilson, a guy who has great speed coming out of Ohio State, ran a 4.38 40-yard dash, um, just has been unbelievable. And his senior year had 1,100 yards, 19 touchdowns, despite missing some time last year due to injury. Uh, one of the top scores um, in NCAA football this past year. Um, the analysis on him is that he needs to be polished a little bit more. Uh, he's a guy that's slowly going to kind of come on when it goes to just the ins and outs. Not the best route runner, but uh, he has great run-after-catch ability. And uh, has great strength. Uh, can definitely wrestle some balls out of some uh, defenders' hands if it comes to it where Carson Wentz is getting ready to throw a pick. And uh, it's a 50-50 bar, ball. Cart, Garrett Wilson can definitely wrestle the ball out of their hands and get some uh, run-after-the-catch ability. Uh, great with separating and creating space. I think that's what desperately the commanders need right now. A guy that can play alongside Terry McLaurin and be a great wide receiver too. And you look at the commander's kind of wide receiver depth. You got Curtis Samuel, who's been injured. The jury's still out with him when it comes to his tenure with the Washington Commanders. And it's kind of a huge drop out, drop off after that. Deami Brown of UNC, uh, clearly athletic for them, but uh, was a rookie, had some learning and growing pains. Uh, the jury's still out when it comes to him. They need a good wide receiver, too. And Garrett Wilson's a guy that week one is ready to be a very good wide receiver, too, in this league. I think that would be a great pick for them. And then the other guy that's a likely pick, Jameson Williams out of Alabama. Um, I think he's hands down one of the best receivers in the draft, if not the best receiver in the draft. Uh, uh, the analysis on him right now, his comparison is Will Fuller. Which is not great when you factor in the injuries. Will Fuller's a guy that could get you 40 points if you have him in fantasy, but the next week is out for two to three weeks due to some kind of lower body injury. Uh, obviously, he's not as much as a, li- a liability when it comes to injuries, but uh, he's a home run hitter when it comes to the wide receiver position. He's great at drawing defenders away from other elements of the offense. Uh, he can ruin man coverage. Um, he does have some issues getting off the press. Might require some scheming when it comes to him and getting him involved in the offense. But nonetheless, he has the athleticism, the ability. He needs to have high-end talent paired with him at quarterback. I don't think Carson Wentz is necessarily that guy, but we'll see. Did suffer from an ACL tear, tear in college, but I don't think that's too much of a concern. One-time deal, he's bounced back. Done very well in the offseason. He's ready to go week one. I think he's another guy. Is ready to go right from the jump 
as a wide receiver too. And then I think the best case scenario for them is Kyle Hamilton as safety with Landon Collins gone. Kyle Hamilton is a guy that should be a top five overall talent in this draft. There's just not a lot of safety needs in those top overall picks. And uh, Kyle Hamilton will be a home run, knock it out of the park pick for him. He's the best, I think, overall talent in the draft. I'm saying Garrett Wilson, Kyle Hamilton, or Jameson Williams will be great picks for the commanders. And I think that is the best case scenario for them. I would say if you can afford it, avoid Drake London if those guys are already off the board. That's going to do it for us here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Appreciate you listening. Ben B. Baby Byron filling in for the P-Man. He might be back tomorrow. We'll keep you updated. Stay tuned to our social media pages at 943thegame on Twitter and Facebook. We'll keep you updated on that tomorrow. In the meantime, this is Ben B. Baby Byron telling you to stay safe out there. Check out the the Town Commons concert on the Commons. Jim Quick and the Coastline Band. Be sure to go out there, take the whole family, always a good time, and that's going to do it for us here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt and our submarine crashed on the seafloor. We were in total darkness. That's Dr. Dejana Figueroa, a marine biologist and STEM teacher, talking about a deep sea dive she'll never forget. It's funny, when I was a kid, I was afraid of the ocean. And there I was, two miles below the surface. But as a scientist, you prepare for that. Using our training and a little creativity, we fixed the sub and finished our experiments. The dive was just too important. Every dive gives us glimpses at things few people ever get to see. Blowing creatures, fiery undersea volcanoes. When we got back to the surface,